Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck Tonight 281, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? The Kansas City Chiefs are world champions once again, and Maniac and I will be here to discuss. We've got the Super Bowl recap, thoughts on the game, the officiating, and then also thoughts on the Buffalo Bills heading into the 2023 season. We're also talking about we got Sabres after dark tonight after another stinker on Saturday, losing to the Calgary Flames at home 7-2. We're also going to be talking, what's the strangest food you eat with a fork and a knife? Because someone yesterday that is staffed by ESPN ate their chicken wings with a, with a fork and a knife. So big show for you tonight. Here we go. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't stop. Folks, train wreck tonight, 281, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. Maniac, how you feeling? Uh, you know how it is. I mean, I did not want Mahomes and the Chiefs to win. They earned it. They didn't, you know, I don't think they got lucky by any means. Uh, they definitely won that Super Bowl. Uh, you know, despite not dominating, despite only kind of adjusting in the second half and getting it done. So kudos to them. They're they're two ahead of the uh, Mahomes and and you know the Chiefs are two ahead of the Allen and the Bills now and yeah it feels pretty terrible honestly. I mean you're telling me you give up 35 points and your quarterback doesn't throw for 200 yards and they won that game. I, I, unbelievable. I mean I, I mean yeah obviously you have the Hurts turnover. It came down the reason that happens again. It all translates and it is a team sport. I think we saw that in the true fashion. I mean, special teams was big for Kansas City yesterday, despite the doink, obviously, to start it early. Uh, they had the big Kadarius Tony return uh, in the fourth quarter to get uh, that primo field position. Then they had the Hurts turnover, obviously, which, you know, results in no offense for seven points. But, yeah, the Chiefs got it done. Um, I mean, you know, they, on offense, they did average about 6.5 yards per play. Uh, so that was what I was looking at. I know that, you know, on 
the year, Philadelphia had averaged about 4.6 as the best in the league. So that was that was a big number. Yeah, no, that you're right. That game definitely reminded me of uh, with Burrow and the Bengals coming to Buffalo. It seemed like they never had a third and long. They, you know what I'm saying? It was like very similar yesterday. It was always second and two, second and three, not even getting the third down situations. And, yeah, the Chiefs literally, yeah, they, they carved up that stout Eagles defense. Yeah, they had their way when they wanted to, for sure. I mean, the first half was just kind of back and forth. Like, I don't know what was going on. Everyone was kind of slipping and sliding. By the way, field conditions were a complete joke yesterday. I mean, I don't know if anyone's saying otherwise, so I'm not trying to act like – I mean, right? Slipping and sliding? Did you – like, I'll be honest. I did not notice much until I heard more about it, like, after the game slash in the morning. I did oh, not – Oh, my like, God. I've been seeing clips all day. I, I was seeing it live. I mean, live I thought Travis Kelsey was just making everybody fall, but then I was watching it this morning – and I get it. It might have been both sides, but I just hate that the best players on the earth will be, you know, slipping and slide and playing in the biggest game. Well, and I, well, I'm telling you right now, that's a recipe for an over. If we would have known that, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that, I, well, that's why. Think about it. The first, I mean, yeah, there was scoring in the second half. I'm not gonna act like there wasn't, but it was the first half scoring that kind of, you know, got everything started there. Yeah, I mean, um, well, yeah. What was it in the first half? Thirty-eight points, I think. Yeah, so I guess it was only a little bit more, thirty-eight versus thirty-five. But you look at how much scoring was in the fourth quarter. Like, think about again. You look at that third quarter. There was almost there was almost none comparatively after those yeah. teams made the adjustments with the footwork. By the way, Goddard, Brown, Devontae Smith, all over sixty yards. Devontae Smith had a hundred yards. I mean, Hertz looked like a a a, a Super Bowl quarterback yesterday. Oh, dude, I, I was that was next on my sheet here that I wanted to bring up. Ton of respect, respect for Hurts, and that Eagles offense in general. You, you don't, you know, being a Bills fan, I don't, I didn't watch the Eagles this year. You know what I mean? I don't, you don't watch that team on a week by week basis. They're a team that's comfortable with picking up three point three yards of play and getting the first down after four plays. I've never seen anything like it in an offense in the NFL in a Super Bowl, let alone third and seven, third and eight, run it up the middle, QB draw. Hope to get it to a fourth and short situation just because you cause, just because they know they're going to go for it. Like yeah, what were, that- your, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, I saw it all year. I mean, that because again, they were good at it all year. What were your thoughts on those fourth and shorts? And then, like, everyone's reaction to it today, like, oh, this is going to get banned. No, I, I think it's no, I don't I see any reason it would be getting banned. No, no, I think it's absolutely, I think it's impressive to do that in the NFL. And you got to give credit, too, to that Philly offensive line, the push that they get. It's not just the push behind Hurts. I mean, that Philly offensive line was tremendous. But like I said, I have not seen a football team like that in, in a Super Bowl just just running up the gut on third and eight. It's, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was very uh, – speaking of unbelievable, I know we're talking about the great plays. I know we're talking about the great players here on Trainwreck Tonight 281. Shout out to everybody tuning in, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Refs, though, ultimately. Uh, here's where I'm at. Let's hear it. If that gets called on KRI Elam, I mean, you think the roads aren't on fire in Buffalo? Like, yeah. I, everyone was trying to act. Like, I see people trying to have, like, sane-headed takes about it. But I think you are kidding yourself. If you put yourself in that position and are like, if that happened to the Bills in that spot in the game where Allen and co., just like Hertz, was, like, basically dealing all game – would have been getting the ball back down three with a minute fifty to go. I mean, my goodness. I, yeah. I don't. I, I think. I think you would see things that would it, would. it would be shock and awe in Buffalo if that happened. I'm not even exaggerating. Maniac. I don't give two shits what Bradbury said after the game. I don't care about his comments. It was a bad, bad call. It's a bad call. 
at that time in the game. It wasn't even blatant. Like, I, I thought the, the comment that Orvlosky made today on ESPN was earlier in the game, a similar play happened. And what was it? I think Juju went nuts, right? And they no-called. No, yeah. no call. Right in the middle of the field. This play, there was no reaction from the Chiefs' sideline or even the receiver. Yeah. They weren't even looking for a call. He did not yeah. come out of that break on the on the on the river's egg, like looking for anything. No. Like it it was just very, very frustrating. And then I mean at that point in the game. And the it's fourth- the ref who he is the back back uh corner judge, right? Like so he's 25, 30 yards away, whereas you got a guy on the sidelines right there. That, that you're right. So that guy didn't make the call, right? Yeah. It was just a just toss the flat. It's just very, very upsetting, frustrating to you know what, what I could see happening. And this is because it is a big call in a big game. I could see them saying that going forward, all calls in the last two minutes of a game are reviewable. Penalty calls. But, that that would that would be my hot take on, on it all. Because I think I feel like that's not difficult to get like people to sign off on. I think nobody wants a bad penalty called on them. Yes. And then that way you're limiting it to the last two minutes. So it's really only when it would like really make a difference. But Maniac, technically it was a hold. It was technically a hold, but again, is that getting called in the second quarter of a week three game? But are they going to overturn that with under two minutes to go? I, I think I think if that gets to the committee, I think if that gets to a committee of like, you know what, your rule judge or your three-person judge, I think you're getting a two to three vote that they would overturn that. Which would, would be say, my system. You would have three refs in the in the video booth, and they would yep. all vote on whether it was a penalty or not. Yep. Does not have to be indisputable, as as, as they often like to say. Just yep. what whether they would call it again. Two out of three you, can overturn. That was the first hold all game they called. Yeah, it was a clean game. I, I think that's what made it so enjoyable, right? Like, I don't think anybody was complaining about the pace of that game, the score. I mean, if you had the under, of course you're complaining, but um, you know. Yeah, just a very, Four very punts. Dis- perfect. Yep, a very disappointing way to end a great Super Bowl. Uh, honestly, it was it, that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible way to end that. Yes, Whether, I agree with that. Just yeah, a- absolute joke. I was very, very disappointed. But so he's got two MVPs and two Super Bowls, five consecutive AFC championships appearance appearances. Yep. I mean, Allen. Allen would have to win the next three to even make it a discussion. Yeah. Even if he won the next two, Mahomes would still be like, I did it for like half a decade where I was like the best like team in like the AFC basically. Yeah. I mean, Maniac. Mahomes, you're right. As a legacy right now is pretty damn far. But dude, I know you're not a fan of this take. Uh-oh. I've seen your tw- I've seen your tweets. I think we're light years behind Andy Reid and that coaching staff. Uh, oh I no, I I, I I think that's the biggest problem right now. I don't and disagree with that necessarily, but yeah. but what I would argue is, oh, is the best decision going out and you know breaking the bank on Vic Fangio to get rid of Leslie Frazier? Like that would be my question. I don't think so. Like, I, I, I do not doubt Andy Reid and that and that coaching staff is in another earth right now. Steve Spagnuolo, he if you don't like if you don't remember, Steve Spagnuolo was the guy who basically beat the Patriots when they were undefeated. He was the Giants' defensive quarterback right then. So I mean, this is a guy who's just been doing it 
for 10 years. That's yep. why when the Bills played him in the AFC Championship, he made Allen look like, you know, like a third-year player that he was. Yep. I mean, it was – Dude. I mean, that staff is unbelievable. The way they get – the way they were getting those receivers open in the fourth quarter yesterday alone. When was the last time Allen was throwing like – like it would have to be early 2020 in my mind for the last time that Allen was throwing to like wide open receivers like in the red zone. That's exactly my point, dude. You're talking a Super Bowl fourth quarter and second half. You were throwing to the ball to no Eagles around these Chiefs receivers for touchdowns. They weren't even on the, that third of the field. You're exactly right. And we're struggling to get first downs at home in home playoff games. It's like the Bills offense regressed this year. It's a problem. And I, I get it. What are you going to do? Fire everybody and spend a ton of money to bring all these people back. But it's it, that's my biggest thing right now is until Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey retire, we got a problem in Kansas City. They kind of used Kelsey as, as a decoy in the second half. I haven't looked at any film or seen anybody say that. But he had like, he had like what, 50, 60 yards in the first half. And then he finished the game with 81. And then you look at everybody else's numbers, like Juju was going off in the second half. Like I have to think that, you know, it's weird because it was 24-14 and I feel like Kelsey was having a good game. But I feel like they started attacking other parts of the field on purpose. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, look at their weapons. And they're still winning Super Bowls. It's it's remarkable. It really is. Well, Pacheco really was better than anybody ever, ever thought he could. But Pacheco, Pacheco. Yeah. He was better than anybody thought they yeah. could be. For sure. They hit on, the, on their draft, man. Yeah. They had a lot of but, people. But, but at the same time, it's like Marquez Valdez-Scantling was like a huge, like, disappointment. True. So it's like weird. I don't know. Like. Yeah. I, it's almost, it's all like, I know this sounds crazy to say. It still almost feels like if the Bills were playing the Chiefs team, it would be like a pick em. Like, like I, I hate to sound crazy. I hate to sound what? crazy. What is up with the respect? Why are, we, <laughs> why are we the second Super Bowl favorites going into this year? Why? I, 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 because I think we have, because I think we have core consistency. The thing that everyone forgets is that literally like having everyone the same in the locker room is like a massive advantage in the NFL where where all this communication, all this terminology, all these schemes play. So the fact that there's so many guys in the Bills locker room, I feel like that's playing like, I think you're right. I think the roster is probably like plus 900, plus a thousand to win the Super Bowl. But the fact that they're like having that consistency and they kind of were favorites last year and like didn't get it. I think they're kind of giving them that edge up. Yeah. That would be my take on it. You're right, though. I mean, like, the like we shouldn't even be close to Kansas City after what just happened this past year. Yeah. Like, this and, was and embarrassing. This was our year, like, to be, like, we're the Super Bowl champion. And then Allen would have one. Mahomes would have one. Yep. And it would be, like, who has more momentum at this point? Of course, it's Allen. But now, instead, it's the flip. Mahomes yeah. has, like, what seems like an insurmountable lead at this point. Yeah. Insurmountable yeah. For as far and as that- the legacy goes. And I saw your retweet this morning, the spin zones. There's a lot of things to be positive about and to be excited about going into this offseason. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think admit. I just think that the Bengals game was so fucking bad. And I'll yeah. never tell you it wasn't bad. Like, I'll never say that. Like, that was an absolute fucking embarrassment that they got beat that badly at home in the playoffs. I don't care who it was to. I don't care if it was the reincarnation of, like, Johnny Unitas coming to play with, like, prime Randy Moss. 
Yep. Like nobody should be dominating the Bills at home in the playoffs. Like they were dominating them that day. With no. that said, all that considered, all of that, like the Chiefs still got it done. Like that's unfucking believable. And you know what? Maybe it's like, you know, it's kind of like the Patriots. Like, remember when we were doing our first episode of Train Rock Sports and we were talking with Paul Pack and we're like, what a disadvantage the Bills have been at to make the playoffs every year when they have like two automatic losses. Yep. Like, and it was basically everybody had automatic losses from the Patriots during that era. Just like everyone has automatic losses from the Chiefs in this era. Like, this yep. Chiefs team lost to the Matt Ryan, Frank Reich Colts in October. In week three. No, wasn't it like week? Yeah. It was like week three, week four, or September. Yeah. Like, so, so it, was, it was sometime in the first, like, two months of the season. But, like, the, the NFL season is just so long. Like, you're telling, you knew, like, Vegas was all out on, on the Chiefs once they lost that game. They put the Bills back in the driver's seat. Remember when Allen threw two picks in the home opener or in the opener and his MVP odds went down? Yes. Unbelievable. Dude, where were the Bills in like after week six? Weren't they like plus 280 to win the Super Bowl? Like, weren't their odds ridiculously low? Their odds, their odds, yes. Their odds the first week of November after we thumped the the Packers and basically everybody was still healthy at that. Everybody was getting healthy at that point besides Hyde when they were, they were like plus two twenty, plus two forty. Oh my God. And the, yeah. Now, again, we've said it before the odds of like flipping a coin twice, basically the and getting the same were, result. The Chiefs, Unbelievable. Were, the Chiefs were plus two sixty to win the Super Bowl the day, the day before playing the Bengals. Yes. Yes. We had better odds Super That was a full reset. They, they, they went full reset odds after November when the Bills started losing and scuffling. And, and I just can't comprehend this, too. Mahomes won a Super Bowl on a bad ankle. Yeah. Oh, well, Well, he Willy wonk at that. To, and I saw that from PFT commenter. I'm, I'm part of my take as I steal everything from. But, uh, no, like he literally, he ran off at halftime. It looked like he had been, like, shot. I in the leg, right? Like then he comes back. He's like sprinting. He's running. He wasn't doing. He wasn't doing prime Mahomes, who was like running sideline to sideline yep. and like jump throwing. Yep. But he was. He was not encumbered in that second. The only thing I think he couldn't do in the second half was he couldn't like roll out and throw deep. Like he could do yep. everything else. It felt yep. like. No, so, I, yeah, it was a little. You're crazy, right. I totally get it. He was like dying on the field two or three weeks ago too. Dude, where, crazy, like, bro. Are yeah. These NFL like the the meds they got. I mean, it must be insane. Like he could Like he was literally like he was acting like he couldn't walk. Right, bro. He was wincing when he was walking, and then all yeah. of a sudden he's sprinting around like guys who are literally trying for their life to tackle this guy. I just that's what I'm saying. So, uh, speaking of trying for their lives, <sighs> you luckily missed out this Saturday. Go to a Sabres game. We're settled in. It's first intermission. Sabres are up 2 nothing. I'm feeling, like, great. I'm walking around, you know. I'm, like, I'm what up and everyone. I'm, like, all right. I blink, and the Sabres are down 4-2. Like, oh, my God. I could not believe how fast my phone was blowing 4-2. Up. Like, 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 it, like, you did not have enough time. There, there was two times, literally, where I looked at Jake Mike or Wake Jockins, and I go, I didn't even get the tweet off from the other goal. Like, like, I didn't even get the update out yet. Yeah, I couldn't believe, yeah, I could not believe it driving home. The only spin zone well, is it's literally one out of 82. That's that, That's the only spin zone because it was fucking embarrassing. Or, it was or, embarrassing to be in that arena. Oh, just like I was. Or it's back-to-back, you got waxed 12-3 to three at home. 
in yeah, two whole I mean, games. The game before the break was brutal too, like you said. But that's the only spin zone. Again, it's not versus an Eastern Conference opponent, so that yeah. that sucks. But the mania, with with you being there in person, are they skating? Like, what's going on? Like, they looked very rusty. Like, like they were getting outshot twelve to three to end the first period, and they were up two nothing. So it was like you kind of felt like you got away with it. And then I don't know if you saw. They literally allowed twenty three shots in, in the in the in the second period. No, no, like like were... the number the number of shots on goal for that period was twenty three shots on goal. Like they actually reached the net. Unbelievable shots. Unbelievable were 30, shots were thirty two to four. Yeah, yeah. Literally, there was a point where it looked like you you could make like a plus two hundred plus three hundred play that it would get to forty to four because they were they were just they were not getting a shot. Think about it. It was twelve to three, and then it was thirty two to four. So that tells you exactly like where. But, now again, this team where the Sabres Twitter is funny because like you know uh, this team is ahead of where they're supposed to be, so you should be happy with them. Obviously, uh, at this point, the funny thing is, is like now it's been a couple times where like they've dropped a clunker at home, like you know what I mean, like yeah. and like those, like I think the thing that's upsetting people is that they always go to the same narrative. They're like, oh, we just didn't get like the legs under us tonight or like stuff like that, and it's like. Well, how many times can like you do that when like you're gonna need every point like you know in this race? So yeah, I, I again, I it's like we said on Crossing Swords that they're way ahead of pace. Not making the playoffs this year is not a disappointment by where they came into the year at. But like at this point, again, you're like the high. They switched up the lines today. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. I don't know if that's <laughs> the answer. I don't know if breaking up Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner is the answer. But people are bitching too about Kevin with a Y. He he, I don't think he's gonna just go off deadline and try to make the playoffs this year, right? Yeah, like Kevin with a Y. I mean, point me to anything he's done that's been like you know crazy, right? Like he doesn't do anything. Like, and I mean that in a good way. He stands pat. Yes, as he should right now. He's making great con- con- or contract extensions to people who are very young. They're, these are smart, hopefully, deals that will look long-term look great. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to go crazy at this deadline to add pieces to try and make a run in the playoffs. Like, I'm just – I don't see that. By the way, going crazy. Um, we meant to bring this up at the Super Bowl talk. So, I think this was last year. And then it's like a tradition where she posts it or whatever. Yeah. First off, having the wings sealed like that is, like, traumatizing me. Because you're just keeping the air in there and making them soggy and like you know rubbery. But look at I mean, that, yeah, look at that like, the, the face really says it all too. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like he's embarrassed. Yeah, he's definitely embarrassed. Like that's like a face a dog has when it's shitting. Like, I, and I mean that nicely, right? You know what I mean? Like Phil. Yeah. Or like it went through the trash. Oh, what are you doing with a fork and a knife? Fork and a knife is crazy. Chicken wings are like, they're too intricate for like a fork and a knife. Like it's too small and intricate. Like imagine trying to cut like the middle of that bone and trying to get the chicken off the middle of it, right? Like I'll admit it. I've done fork and a knife with pizza before. I don't do it often, but I have. But like chicken wings? No. And I just wanted to loop back one more time uh, since we were talking about the Sabres. Yeah. Did you see this? Pete Blackburn talking about the Sabres' future at Stanley Cup within five years. I mean, Bills could be on the hot seat here. Where is Pete Blackburn from? Bailey Sports, bro. Bailey Sports. I feel like I've... Okay. Wow. It's been all over, though, I believe. Yeah. Persona. Wow. 
five. But yeah, back. I mean, if you. Okay, what about this? What if I told you that there would be one Buffalo sports championship in the next 30 years? One. Would you take it? Would I take it? One in 30 years would I hit the button? Yeah. Yeah. 30 years? You can only get one. Bro, I thought the past two years. <laughs> yeah, but that's only two years. You could you could win it next year with Allen. Your second favorite. I, bro, I'm just saying at this point in my life. Because it feels like it might not ever happen. I would take one. Yeah, honestly, yeah. from either one. Yeah. yeah. I really would at this point. Dude, we, I mean, me and you, we weren't really around for the four straight Super Bowls. I mean, you got that uh, Music City Miracle. You got the... I could, do you think, I, I mean, I got to be honest. I don't know if modern day Bills Mafia could survive the four straight Super Bowls. No chance. They they, they would rip itself to shreds. No chance. I'm, yeah. I cannot imagine social media being around during that. Time. People are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I'm just talking about like how I see the stakes and how I see people reacting to stuff. Like when we're in the divisional round for one year or two years in a row. That would be crazy. <sighs> that would be crazy. But yeah. Yeah, hopefully Sabres get done tonight. Sabres after dark. Great time. I mean, yep. if there's a time for the Sabres to play, I mean, I kind of want it to be at 10 p.m. I'll either fall hey. asleep or, or I'll uh, get some Sabres after dark. Yeah, and you'll wake up to hopefully Sabres win because they play great on the road, just not at home. You're Bama, number one. Oh. Well, first of all. The only thing the only thing that you would have liked better than this is me. I, this is me saying this, maybe for it to happen like two weeks later. Like you, you really like the only thing that's not perfect for you right now is that this didn't happen two weeks later. Why do you say Where they that? only had to win for two weeks to like keep the spot? Oh, I mean, here, here's my take. And first of all, it's our Bama. It is our Bama. Our futures, our team. Um, even if they lose Wednesday. This team right now is projected the number one overall seed yeah. in the entire tournament. Rightfully so. Biggest wins for sure. You lose to Tennessee, you're still okay. Yeah. Even if they fall to two, three, four, or five. They, I mean, this team right now, I, I tweeted this, barring a huge collapse, is almost guaranteed a one. You needed yeah. a split against Auburn and Tennessee. You already got the big win. At Auburn, and I don't know, maybe if you saw that crowd, that crowd in Auburn is ridiculous. Yeah, to they go, were going nuts. To go on the road and win in that environment the way it was is massive. Tennessee has lost now two in a row to two lower SEC schools. They lost to Missouri by a, a shot at the buzzer, and they lost to Vanderbilt on the road, a team that Alabama beat by 57. Vandy. Yeah, so this is a must win for Tennessee. I don't even think it's a must win for Bama. I don't. I know how crazy that is. Right. No, no. I'm telling you, they literally almost don't have pressure on them right now. Like they're not. They're not. They're not on the the brink of the ones the one seed in the tournament. No, and they're crazy. they're in it. So yeah, it's big for sure. It really is. And I mean, real quick. I mean, if, well, while we check the odds on DK to see, to see what they move to, but it's just absolutely incredible. What, what Nate Oates and, and Coach B and that coaching staff has done to take, agree. to take a football school and now to be number one in the country. All right, you go to Futures. Alabama officially has the second-best odds 
to win it all at nine to one to make the final four two to one. I, I love that. I love the two to one final four, obviously, uh, as goes without saying. I will say it's kind of wide open. Second favorite at nine to one still. Like you've oh, seen dude. lesser numbers this point. So, so they're still not full. There's still a decent price on Bama because I do feel like at this point, they're going to be in the final four. Like I kind of feel like it. Like I, 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 and I, I know it's every round is surviving advance. I, I, this, and this is what I mean by that. I would say 64 and 32 will probably be like relatively smooth sailing, which is everything. All you can hope is to smooth sail into the second weekend because then you're game planning for the second weekend. Yep. And you can try and figure that all out. As, oh, yeah, as dude. dude, the first weekend, there'll be minus 24 and the minus 10. Yeah. If it'll you, be minus, if you, or, minus eight and a half. Minus eight and a half. If you blow one of those games, then you're you're not meant to be in the final four. So, agreed, agreed. but I mean, we'll see. They got the best freshman in the country. They are eight, nine deep, and they, they are young, which they are getting better and better every game. So fun to watch. Wednesday at Tennessee, 7 o'clock ESPN 2. Oh, getting older. Every Super Bowl. I'm, I'm this glad is, you- again, just like the train wreck year interview, this feels like the new year for Buffalo sports right now. Yep. Yep. And, and when you say getting older, Maniac, I'm glad you brought this up. It's just, I'm, I'm feeling it at some points, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, I went for the first time in my entire life, went to turning stone on Friday night. Um, have never been there before. I was impressed. I like the place. Never um, been to T-Stone? My goodness. It, no, it was my first time. I thought the sports book though. Eh, the kiosk, never even been. I'm sure it's disappointing. Oh, bro. Oh my God. The kiosks are nothing compared to the Creek. You can't bet on anything. I couldn't bet a first half, second half, whatever. It was, Which is funny because then you go to uh, our uh, Vegas of uh, the East Coast and it feels like that is the equivalent of an upgrade from the Creek. So funny, but keep going on. Oh, you're right. Erie PA, hands down the best sports book and offerings. But yeah, but like my point I just want to make about getting older is like, yeah, night in Turning Stone, stayed up late Saturday of UFC, you know, Super Bowl. It's, I don't know, just it's getting older, staying up late. It hits you. It hits you, man. It does. I can't do it. it I I can't do it like I used to. I can't. Uh, Gone are the days where you used to be able to just be out two, three a.m. Run it back. Can you believe we used to do that? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This trifecta, three in a row. Outrageous. Speaking of which, shout out to everyone. Trainwreck Sports watching along. Trainwreck tonight, two eighty-one. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and what other platforms? Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. There you go. And Al, any shout outs before we sign off? Uh, no, I mean, honestly, that was, I mean, you just ended the show pretty much with my shout out. Shout out to, shout out to Bama. Honestly, a shout out to Bama. Shout out to everyone working hard and grinding out this February so we can get it to Captain is March. Shout out to all the romantics out there. Valentine's Day. What are you getting me tomorrow? Oh, uh, probably a free bet. Okay, huge. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's split wings. All righty. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Shout out for everyone tuning in. Go have a happy Valentine's Day. Go have a good week. And most importantly, go have a good, good night. night now. Thank <laughs> you.